What do you do when you and your spouse have just been going at it for a couple of rounds and you're in this period of tension, of fighting, of not talking, and then you finally find peace, you finally clear the air a little bit? How do you bring up the hard conversation about the hard time? How do you talk about it so you can have a more productive ending and resolution to it all? How do you keep the peace when you have to have a hard conversation? That's what we're diving into today on Business Mindset Mastery. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership consultant. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out about me and how to work with me over at Choose to Have it all.com. And sometimes all of us bosses know this, all of us working professionals know this, that like anything can be going wrong at work so long as things are good at the home front or things on the home front can be a little chaotic so long as things are going well at work. But when both kind of erupt at the same time, there's tension and problems to be had all around, that we can't just talk about business all the time because sometimes managing our lives more effectively and more efficiently is the best way to run our best businesses. That's why I'm answering this letter today. It's not my typical conversation that I have with you all on the show. It's Couples Counseling 101, how to have the hard conversation so that you don't disrupt everything and make a mess of everything. It's not easy and it's a delicate dance. So I'm pulling out all of my tools from my toolbox from back when I was a couples counselor as my full-time job. And we're diving into today's listener question, and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, the holidays were miserable for me. I was supposed to be off enjoying all of this family time with my family, but my husband and I ended up fighting for most of it. We had two days without talking. I left the marital bed and slept in the guest room. The fight started with competing demands our families had on us to see the kids. We'd been with his family for Thanksgiving, so I thought we were going to spend more time with my family since we hadn't seen them since July. He had ex expected us to split our time with our respective families 50-50 straight down the middle. The fight got nasty, though, and it's not really like us. We both had a lot of anger, and it's clear that this fight was just the one that broke the camel's back, so to speak. After I left the bed for two days, we were both kind of shaken and distressed, and we worked to make up quickly. We just didn't solve anything. I still don't even know, <clears throat> excuse me, I still don't even know what he was mad about, and I don't, I know I don't feel seen or understood by him anymore now than I did when we were fighting. I don't know how to talk to him about what happened. I don't want to fight again, but we feel like a ticking time bomb. I'm jumpy and not sleeping well, and my emotions don't feel orderly and contained. What do I do? We made peace and we apologize. So I fear that saying something is only going to trigger him, and he's going to think I'm picking a fight that I should just calm down because all couples fight. What do I do here? Is there a way to maintain the peace but also bring things out from under the rug? Absolutely, there's a way to make peace and bring things out from under the rug. It's it's my business. It's what I do, helping people have those hard conversations. And I absolutely am happy to help you with this. So here's the thing is that like, it seems like you have a lot of insight into this situation. You understand that you didn't end up for, you know, not talking and out of the marital bed for two days just because you guys couldn't agree on what to do with your respective in-laws in Christmas. That like, that's 
not what the fight was about. So if you have the insight to know that, from your side of the fence, what do you think the fight was about? What were you really mad at him about? What were you arguing with him for? What were you fighting about? Like you weren't fighting about the in-laws. What was the underlying and the subtext of the conversation that you were actually arguing about? And you don't know from his side. And the worst possible thing you could do for yourself right now is to try to guess and say, well, I think he's mad because I did this and he disagreed with it. That until those words come out of his mouth, like none of your business, you don't know what he's mad at you about. You don't know what caused this disruption on his end. All you know is what caused the disruption on your end. So when he had that reaction to you saying we were going to do time with my family and time with your family on a 50-50 basis and you saw him have a reaction and he got tense and he got, you know, sarcastic, defensive, accusatory, fill in the blank of whatever it was he was, you know, like what was your thought and feeling and what was your emotional experience? experience. What did it trigger for you? Because my guess is that if you get brutally honest with yourself, you can look at a series of what I call the bite your tongue moments. The things that, you know, at the, you know, in the moment when they happened, they weren't that big of a deal. So you just kind of sighed. You maybe like rolled your eyes a little bit or you, you know, like, you know, you set your jaw or you made a quick squeeze of your fist, but you're, you know, whatever, I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm just not... I'm not going to bring anything up. It's not worth fighting about. Like whatever, you know, the moments of time where you have censored yourself and you've edited your version of yourself and you haven't said what you really meant and you didn't mean what you really said and all of those, like what is it that you're actually arguing with him about? What were you reacting to? Because before you talk to him, you have to do that gut check and you have to kind of at least know what's going on on your side of the fence before you show any interest or have any conversation with him about what's happening on his side of the fence. The other thing that you're talking about here is how do I bring this up without having an argument. Well, here's the thing. There's no way to guarantee that you're not going to have an argument because sometimes bringing up hard things creates hard reactions for people that it can be, especially if he's telling himself a story, well, like, okay, that was just a bad couple of days. We're good now. Of course, it's like he's on easy street again, and maybe he's feeling antsy and it doesn't feel easy to him either. But right now, like that air of calm is there and you're about to disrupt it. So to tell you that there's this surefire way to have this conversation without fighting, like it just doesn't work that way. But crystal clear, good communication. And this is why I'm calling it couples counseling 101, but it's also just like communication lesson 101 is we spend so much time worrying about what the other person is going to think. What instead of doing that, I just want you to tell your partner and your husband what you want them to think and what you want them to know, because you did that really well in your letter that like you're happy for the peace. You're happy that you're back in the marital bed. You're glad you worked things out, but you still feel a little bit anxious. You feel a little bit jumpy because things don't feel entirely resolved. So the way this works, let's break it down because I promised you 101, right? So that's introductory. You don't approach him with this diatribe. And you all know me at this point, new listeners, like, hold on to your hats, buckle in because you're about to figure it out real soon. But like, I use a lot of words when I 
communicate things. I'm not exactly known for being a woman of few words, right? But you can't like come at someone with the whole perfect therapy, perfect speech, like just ask my husband. It doesn't work so well. What you have to do prior to that is to say, hey, I've been having a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts. I wanted to have a conversation with you, um, you know, that, you know, that feels a little important to me or is important to me. I was wondering if now is a good time. And he might, and this is common, I can tell you in years of counseling, like this is usually the number one reaction is hearing that, like, the, do you have time to have the talk? Like puts everybody, like man or woman, like, okay, let's just have it now because it gets so like anxiety provoking. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know what you're going to expect of me. I don't want to wait for it. So like, just let's just have the conversation now. So the first thing that I do is I, I you know, I encourage you to prepare yourself for that moment. For you to say, hey, listen, I just, I just want to make sure now's not, you know, now's an okay time that you're not distracted or, you know, you're not trying to get something done or there isn't something else that's more important right now because I really do, you know, want us to have a, a calm, a, you know, a, a good talk where I can sort of just share with you how I'm feeling. So if you do that and he says, now's fine, 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 let's just do it now. I would double check and I would say, because listen, I have to be honest with you. This is about the thing that we fought about um, over the holidays and I've been so grateful that we found peace again. I've been so grateful that we're closer to being on the same page and I'm glad to be back in bed with you. But like, I need to, I need to talk about this because it doesn't feel resolved for me. And so since it doesn't feel resolved for me, it probably doesn't feel resolved for you. So you are telling him what you want him to think. You're saying this doesn't feel resolved. I want to maintain peace. I'm happy to be back in, you know, the marital bed with you. I want us to work it out. Like, are you sure you're in a good space to talk about it? And if he says yes, then you have to like pony up and have that conversation. So make sure you're ready on your side of the fence. Make sure that you have the time and that you're clear the deck and that there isn't anything distracting you and that you have a plan for the kids and that like you're not going to be pulled from this conversation because the next thing is, is you're going to tell him what you want him to think and what you're going to say is it, listen, I am not looking to pick a fight again. I am not looking to go back to name calling and all of the things that caused all of that tension. I absolutely hated fighting with you. But I have to be honest, it doesn't feel like we were actually fighting about whose family we were spending more time with. It feels like there might be periods of tension that we hadn't been paying attention to, times when we irritated one another, times when we got on one another's nerves, or when one of us felt slighted and we didn't say anything. And I'm wondering, if you think that that might be true for you too. I'm wondering if you think that maybe there's something to talk about. And if he tells you, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I don't know why you're bringing this up. Then you say, okay, like, I'm glad that you're good. I'm glad that like, you don't have anything to talk about, but it doesn't feel good for me. It doesn't feel settled. It doesn't feel resolved, but I want you to know that I love you. I'm having this conversation because I want us to get along. I am bringing this up because I don't just want something simmering and smoking underneath the surface. I want to 
bring it to the room so we can talk about it. And when I look back on the blow up that we had over the holidays, I have to tell you, I don't think we were blowing up about the holidays. When I look at what I was really upset about, I'm realizing that there's conversations I should have had with you and it's not fair to you that I didn't have them in the moment. I'm realizing that I was mad about things or felt slighted by things and I didn't bring it up at the time. And then suddenly when you mentioned the holidays, I, you know, I just went off. But what I would like to do is talk to you about how I've been feeling and the different trends and things I've been noticing in the relationship and see if maybe like I can share with you my thoughts and feelings and then find out what you have been thinking and feeling. Because again, I don't think we have to have this conversation fighting, but I do think we need to do a better job of listening to one another than we did the last time. Like, does that sound okay? Because what you're going to do is you're engaging in permission in the process. You're saying, this is where I'm at. I know that this isn't all there is, that you have a side too, that you have your perspective too. I want to hear about it. I want to understand it. And then what I'd like you to do is in bite-sized pieces, have that conversation. Say, so like when I look at this, I think we kind of took a left, you know, three months ago. Or I think that like this all started kind of getting a little shaky for us when such and such happened or after this event. And I realized that that's the moment when this is what I should have said. I didn't say so at the time. And then as a result, there's just been this thread of resentment going on. And are there any things that you've kind of noticed? And then share the observations, anything that like you're, you're not clear about or feels confusing or feels like an accusation, you're not going to answer defensively. Just be curious about it. Just say, well, I didn't, you know, I, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I didn't, I didn't think about it from that point of view. Can you explain to me what what it was like, or can you explain to me what you were thinking so that I could have a better understanding of what you've been going through? And then I want you to offer the same about your own emotional experience. And then the most important thing next is to kind of know and identify what are your needs going forward? Like, this doesn't feel resolved. This doesn't feel set. Why? what was missing. So to be able to say, hey, listen, like, I don't want us to have to keep going round and round on this. I don't want to have to keep talking about this. So, you know, going forward, like, I'm thinking that this is something that I would need to start feeling more or like more settled, more connected, more on the same page with you. Like, what do you need to feel more connected and more on the same page with me? Like, what do we need to do to take better care of ourselves as a relationship and better care of ourselves as you know, as individuals, what's missing here? Where do we take a left when we should have gone right? And what can we do to get back on the same track? And if you just approach it with, you know, openness and a willingness to be curious and to find things out, like, yes, like, will he engage in fighting words? Maybe he'll engage in fighting words. Maybe he really can't handle the hard conversation. And at which point in time, you're going to have to find somebody like me, some, you know, like somebody, I, I'm not like doing couples therapy, as much anymore. Um, so you would have to <laughs> talk to me specifically if you wanted it to be me, but like you would have to like maybe engage in professional help if the two of you can't untangle yourselves together. But my guess is if you just stay curious, if you just, you know, start under trying to understand one another and you get a clear description of what you both need leaving, leading from the situation, then the last step to this, when it like kind of all goes as therapeutically perfect as I've outlined for you, 
is you schedule a time to check in. Because I think so often, like so many couples will relate to your question where you battle it out and you end up in this argument and you go at it. And then you make up and, and you just go off to Never Never Land and you hope it never comes up again and you hope you never have to deal with it again and that it just solves it, you know, once and for all. But that that isn't how it works. So you can say like, you know, is it okay if we check in in a week to make sure we're both feeling better and on the same page? Or, you know, do we need to schedule some time? Because a lot of times what happens with couples, and, and this is an individual thing too. You guys have heard me, I'm sure, talk about this on the show, but we all have our emotional bank accounts, right? We have our checking account, we have our savings account, and we have our line of credit. And when couples are doing really well, you know, it's deposit, deposit, deposit. We just had a three-day weekend away, deposit, deposit, deposit. We just had, um, you know, like a really good, um, for me, <laughs> recently, it's been a lot of, um, uh, I, I don't know when you guys are li- going to be listening to this episode, but like it's pl- football playoff season, so it's a lot of football watching and a lot of cheering and eating good football food, so my husband and I, you know, deposit, 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 like something that we both get along with and something we both have in common, um, you know, deposit, deposit. So we all have those emotional deposits when things go well, when we have good times together, when someone is thoughtful, when we, you know, take care of one another, emotional deposit. And then life happens and things get stressful and somebody snaps at somebody, somebody forgets to do the thing that they said they were going to do, deduction, deduction. Then something, you know, get as a couple, you're facing like a hot water heater bill at the same time that the car breaks down at the same time, you know, the um, neighbor needs X, Y, and Z, like deduction, deduction, deduction. Um the goal always is that um, we're putting in so many deposits that we have, you know, a savings account built up that like when we have an argument, it's fine. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Like we've had arguments before because you can lean on your savings account. You can lean on your, you know, prior deposits. You can lean on your prior experience. But sometimes, you know, and this works individually and with couples too, you can follow the analogy along, but sometimes couples stop taking care of themselves. They stop making deposits for themselves and their marriage and their relationship because they're focusing on the kids. So, you know, you sometimes end up draining your savings account. And if you're not doing that, like, and you're doing that consistently, sometimes you're running on a line of credit. So, so much of these conversations is recognizing, like, did the fight happen because you're all on a line of credit right now and your relationship is in need of, you know, consistent major deposits? And if so, how do you get those in for the health and wealth of your relationship. So those are the things you want to be thinking about. It's not a straight line per se. So hopefully I've given you some things to just contemplate on and be aware of and and sort of, you know, tickle around in your brain a little bit to see um, what resonates and what pops up for you. Um, But, you know, the best thing you can do is communicate clearly and then not react when someone else is overreacting. Is if you know you want to have this conversation calmly, if you know that you want to have some good resolution with the two of you, then you know what you need to do next. Um, You just have to stay calm, be curious, and and not react. Sometimes I know totally easier said than done. I am a huge reactor. Um, But you can always come back around and say that didn't go as planned. I didn't want us to fight. But now that we did, can we try again? And you just keep going at it until you get it right, because your relationship matters just that much. Thank you so much for reaching out to me with this question. 
It's not easy to talk about these things and to admit it, but totally being human. We've all been there and done that a couple of times. We all have the t-shirts in our closet and we know that we don't have to wear them. That at any point in time, we can say this is not how my story is going to end and we can chart a new, you know, a new direction. And that goes for us and our relationships. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.